Oh my god, guys, first of all, first of all, I'm not going to be able to have my opener for the season, episode one, with the person that I wanted to do this with. I'm just, it's not, it's, I'm so disappointed. I am so disappointed. Um, I reached out to the person I wanted to interview, but um, that's what I got. That's what I got. With that being said, I'm not going to stop. I'm not, I'm not going to not post anything for you guys. I'm going to actually go ahead and, and post whatever it is that's on my mind and um, throw some, some more content out there for you guys that are actually listening. Um, I know I got you guys all pumped and excited for what's to come. Um, please believe that shit is still coming. So um, be patient. And uh, for now, listen up. So I was doing some thinking while I was going to work this morning, early in the fucking morning. It's almost like I can't even fucking think or function at fucking four o'clock in the morning. But I did some thinking, some digging deep, and I wanted to touch on uh, forgiveness. Um, It's very crucial for us to give uh, forgiveness or to have forgiveness for those that's that's, uh, impacted our lives both negatively and uh, no, that's it, negatively. Because why would you forgive somebody for a positive, right? Idiots. <laughs> All right, stop. But seriously, um, fucking, I was doing some real digging, digging deep. And um, I've had issues with my father for a long time, ever since childhood. I had an abusive father, used to beat the shit out of me. And uh, this goes for my brother and my sister. Like, we've, we've had a really, really, really tough childhood. And, um, So much so that it's impacted us tremendously, both like our mental and our physical. And uh, those things kind of intertwine. So, um, for example, like because I have anxiety to a certain point, um, certain things that trigger that part of my anxiety makes me chew my fucking fingers until they're like bloody. You know what I mean? And I'm not the only one. I know I know a few people that deal with the same thing. But um, I know for me, it's a fucking pain in the ass. You know what I'm saying? It's it's embarrassing, too. I go to point, point at something uh, to one of my soldiers or whatever the case is on some professional shit. And they're like, ugh, Sarge. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Fucking sucks. And they're like, how'd you, like, what what's going on? And I'm just like, <sighs> don't worry about it. So, but uh, long story short, that stems from my childhood. That stems from my father actually uh, instilling that uh, abusiveness. You know, that's basically where it came from. So, um, anyways, uh, my father has been negatively impacting my life for a long, long, long time. Um, He's been trying to like clean it up as as soon as we turned like 18 or like 25 (laughs) (laughs) he's been trying and it's kind of like uh it's kind of upsetting because his trying is very abusive still (laughs) you know like back in the day when we didn't know any better we thought being abused the way that we were abused was kind of normal we were like yeah we you know this is it you know you go to the fucking uh the ghetto where we hung out or like whatever and, and our boys would be like yo 
you know, yeah, me too, me too. And then it became like, all right, like you should probably call somebody. You know, it got it got to that point, and that's where it was just a little awkward. But uh, for the for the most part, you know, we we accepted the beatings and we accepted the uh, mistreatment or whatever you want to call it, the abuse. And um, you know, I've been my father threatened to kill me so many times. I lost count. You know, I've heard I've heard him go to his closet and lock and load a fucking pistol. What sounded like a pistol to me? What was it a pistol? I have no idea. But when I was a teenager, that's what the fuck I thought it was. So you know, there I go jumping off of a two-story building, landing on my fucking neighbor's hood, and running and sprinting fucking five miles just to get away from this guy. You know, but I I digress. Um, <laughs> I know it's kind of crazy, but um, even just recently, my father has a alcohol problem. Like he doesn't stop drinking, you know, and um, when he drinks, um, a little bit of the past comes out and he calls me. He drunk dials me and he talks about all this shit that like nobody wants to fucking hear, you know, but um, he wants it to be known. So he, he goes ahead and he screams through the fucking phone all these fucked up words and he starts using things that... You know that we buried a long time ago and he brings it back up and it's just like why are you bringing that up you know and um and you know be, being the person that i am i've always been the forgiving person and ever since i can remember you know like you you literally you grabbed my ear i remember this specifically like when i was in elementary school right and my father wasn't a fucking mathematician obviously uh i had i had brought home math homework that i couldn't figure out and it wasn't it wasn't that i was trying to not do it dad i just didn't know how to fucking do it and um and uh there was a few questions i didn't understand so i was sitting at the dining room table i forget where i was i don't know if it was like germany i i don't remember no can't couldn't have been germany i think it was we were living in uh in new york somewhere but um but anyways, that's that's not the point. The point is I brought this math homework home. I was stuck on it. He had me at the di dining room table, and he said, you're not fucking moving from here until you finish your goddamn homework. And I was just like, roger that. You know, like, I, I, I hear you 1,000%. And uh, it was a day where my mom wasn't available because, you know, mom, mom was, you know, a human being, and she would treat us, you know, with a lot of nurturing care and that was awesome but my father on the other hand he would treat us like we were fucking rag dolls you know like he was always his way of teaching his method of teaching was beating the shit out of us i, I don't know it's not it's really unorthodox unorthodox and all that i just didn't understand it um it doesn't make sense now either by the way um but anyway so i sat there and i'm like fuck i don't remember what the teacher uh, talked about in class, you know, because I had, I have ADD. I had ADD, you know, and every fucking kid that I ever fucking met had ADD as well. It wasn't like a, a real health problem. It was just, we were fucking kids. We had energy, you know, squirrel, all that shit. That was normal, you know, but um, I had a few questions that were pertaining to uh, the math problems that I didn't comprehend. And because he didn't know the fucking math problems either, he got fucking mad and he took it out on me. He used to grab me by my fucking ear and literally slam my fucking head against the table on my math homework sheet. 
at one point I looked at my sheet and I was like, is that blood? <laughs> what are you trying to, what, like, what are you trying to accomplish? But I was so fucking scared because maybe, I mean, you obviously don't know my father, but that dude was so fucking massive when I was growing up. He was, he looked like, to me, he looked like fucking Goldberg, the wrestler from back in the day. Like that's exactly who he resembled to me. And, uh, and everybody that I ever fucking met or knew, thought the same thing about my father everybody was super scared about my father coming to any event or whatever the case was if my father showed up at school the principal would be like fuck you know like everybody was scared of my dad and uh and i'm the one getting all the fucking beatings you know like i'm i'm double scared so here i am thinking that you know i'm in a safe zone my father's trying to teach me something this is cool i'm having a moment with my dad finally it's not it doesn't involve fucking getting my head smashed in but then uh literally five minutes later i'm getting my head smashed in because i didn't know uh how to fucking multiply or whatever the case was i don't remember what the what the math problem was um but I was literally getting my head smashed into my homework to the point where it was just like, duh, duh. and like, I literally went to school worse than I fucking, you know, went home the other day. Cause it was just like, dude, not only did I not learn the fucking problems or the, the, you know, the right answer, but now I feel like I lost a lot of brain cells from like just being traumatically fucking beaten over the head. So now I'm having like brain injury problems. And, um, you know, at the time, like I said, I didn't know any better. So I was just like, this is normal. Like everybody's getting their fucking head smashed in. Right. I mean, I can't be the only one. And then fucking <laughs> it's fucked up. I could laugh about it now. So just please bear with me. A lot of pains behind that laughter, by the way. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, excuse me, that was gross. Uh, so many situations uh, happened after that. So many situations where I got my ass handed to me. And um, even in my teenage years, like you would think at a certain point in like high school, you would stop getting your ass handed to you. But nah, it got worse. You know, as we grew older, he was like, oh, yeah, I got to hit you harder, motherfucker. And you're just like, God damn, I'm going to get my ass fucking knocked out. I'll tell you a quick story. Actually, uh, this is true. Um, when I was a kid growing up, we used to take uh, a lot of road trips, you know, because we couldn't afford everybody flying everywhere. And um, and I remember uh, <laughs> me and my brother were in the back seat of whatever car he had at the time. I think it was a Ford Taurus. And we were on our way to, to Texas or whatever the case was. Me and my brother used to fucking laugh at every fucking thing. And when I say everything, I mean every fucking thing. If I made a noise like, it was a wrap. It was enough for everybody to just fucking die hysterically in the back of the car. And guess who hated anything that had to do with us having a good time? Yeah, you guessed it. My fucking father. So, <laughs> so I'm in the back. I'm in the back. I'm literally behind my father. My father's driving. My brother is uh, uh, behind my mother. And so he's on the passenger side. And my sister was in, in between us, obviously. So I'm fucking rolling because my brother's tapping me with his shoe or whatever. He's trying to he's trying everything he can to get me to laugh because like apparently like whoever gets smacked or whatever the case is, that's the that's the loser of this fucking psychotic game that we used to play. And um, so no shit there. There we were fucking i'm trying so hard not to laugh i'm done getting beat up i'm like see the please stop man stop man and he's like nah man just making all these weird noises so we start laughing back and forth and my father for some reason and i'm just gonna insert this uh right now 
for some reason, my brother was his golden child. Believe it or not, I know my brother's listening to this right now. He's like, get the fuck out of here. But no, seriously, that was his golden child. Because for the first three years or whatever the case was, I was I was denied by him because I didn't look anything like him and this whole shit. I came out with red hair and it was just like not, you know, I was nowhere near the realms of him uh, accepting me. Like it was just, it was all fucked up. So anyways, but his first child, my, my oldest, my older brother, my only brother, um, <clears throat> resembled him like a hundred percent. Like they looked like twins and, um, he treated him very, very different. I mean, he, he was very hard on him because it was his first boy. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to be a goddamn soldier. And, you know, that's what it felt like. You know what I mean? For him. So he did get his ass handed to him. I wouldn't say he got it worse than me. I'll say we both got it equally because when I tell you, man, I could tell you some shit. You'd be like, no fucking way. And uh, but anyways, uh, he my father turns around. Um, I forget what road we were on, but he turns around. and He was just like, yo. He was like, you got, and he said this in Spanish, but I'm translating for you, so you're welcome. He turns around and he says, you guys think everything's so fucking funny. You know, you, what, you got some fucking bugs in your pants? Why are you acting so fucking giggly? He said, matter of fact, I'm going to turn around, and if I have to turn around again, it's to pull this fucking car over and smack the shit out of you. And I was just like, all right, like, you got it, chief. I am not tall. I'm a mime. You know, like, I'm done. You know, and I, I looked at my brother with, like, a half tear in my eye. I'm like, bro, if you make me laugh one more fucking time, bro, I am done. And my brother fucking looks back at me. He was like, bet. <laughs> you know, and he started his bullshit, and he fucking made me laugh. But he, he was laughing, too, but he, he kind of did that. <laughs> Meanwhile, his face... Looked like he wasn't laughing. Like, he kept a straight face, but he was laughing internally, which was fucking insane. I'm like, the talent, you motherfucker. But for me, I th it was so funny to me that I just, I, I burst it out. I tried to do what he was doing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't accomplish it. And I, I, I busted out laughing. Man, oh, man. Never heard tires screech like this ever before. My father pulled that fucking car over. He unbuckled. He turned around, looked at my brother. He was like, mm, I should hit you, but no, nah, I want to hit him. Looked at me, smacked the fucking taste right out of my mouth. And let me tell I passed out. He knocked me clean out. And I woke up in Texas. <laughs> this is a true story. I woke up in Texas. <laughs> I know my mom's listening to this right now saying, yo, you're fucking exaggerating, but no, 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 no. My story, I remember exactly what happened that fucking day. I got smacked in New York and I woke up in Texas. <laughs> fucking egg. Can you believe that shit? So that's how bad it was back in the day. My point is that when I got to my adult age, um, which was early because I feel like I matured way faster than anybody else. But uh, when I reached that age where I was about to get ready to leave the nest, um, I said a few things to myself. I was a I was very poetic. First of all, I wrote I wrote a lot down, and um, um, a lot of my uh, poetry involved like how I dealt with everything. But this was like subconsciously like writing for me. And in such a, 
in such a way that I didn't even realize what I was doing until like years later. I, I, I started to re uh, read my poetry and I was just like, damn, I was in pain. But uh, but uh, but everything was very ninja like I didn't want anybody knowing about what you know I was dealing with. I didn't want anybody, you know, trying to help me, console me, anything. I just I just wanted to be left alone. Don't throw me that rope. Remember, we talked about that so many times before. That's how I was. And um, I always said to myself when I was younger, I'm like, I will never, ever, ever, ever treat my kids the way my father treated me. And um, I looked at my father like he was such a fucking asshole. He was the devil. You know, so many times I'm like, this is Lucifer. This is who I live with. This is exactly who my father is. You know what I mean? And, and anytime somebody asked for my father or whatever and i would just my heart would sink it would just drop and i'm just like damn you know it's like when fucking uh you know when the hyenas hear mufasa or whatever the case is they get all weirded out that's how i get i'm like oh you want to talk to that devil okay you know like that's how it was for me and um it was very 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 fucking hard for me to fucking forgive that man for everything that he did to me and uh, not everything was bad. And I'll say that a hundred times because not everything was bad. Like he had his good moments. But unfortunately, as a kid dealing with um, X amount of negativity, um, we seem to only remember the bad. And, uh, you know, I'm able to now at the point of my life, I'm able to actually think about those positives and kind of put them on that scale. And uh, even though the negatives kind of still outweigh the positives, I still appreciate the little positives that we did have, you know, like, like we lived pretty poorly. We didn't have a lot of money. My mom never really worked until like we reached a certain point in our lives where she was afforded the opportunity to get a job and actually work. And then things started to look up, you know, but before that, my mom didn't work. You know, we lived poorly and, um, uh, you know, like just grabbing or purchasing or acquiring like a bicycle or something like that that was that was huge for us that was a fucking huge win uh but somehow some way my father made it um so that we were comfortable we always had a roof over our head uh we might have had just um a piece of cheese to eat uh, uh <laughs> for dinner time sometimes but you know we did have food in the house and you know we were taken care of and then when he started working for cable vision i remember um when i was my uh, beginning teen uh, years uh, he used to uh, acquire tickets to go see like professional hockey games basketball games and stuff like that and we would go to some of those and it would be like the coolest thing ever i'm like fuck this is this is what normalcy feels like you know this is it right here this is the american dream and uh for those uh precious moments of positivity of of good uh childhood experiences i say that i forgive him you know, uh, when I was in high school and I got out of high school and I realized I'm leaving the nest or whatever the case was, I said to myself, I'm like, man, I have a lot to be thankful for, even though I went through so much bullshit in my life. Um, and, it, and it went to it uh, two different ways. Right. So you could take those negative uh, things that happened to you and you can use it as a learning tool and say, hey, this is a good example of what not to fucking do. Right. You can take those moments as a as a learning experience or you could take it the other way and not think about it like that and just, you know, become rebellious and, and start saying, fuck you, I'm doing drugs now, whatever the case was like like my brother, for example, I hate to, to use him as an example, but he's been in and out of jail his whole fucking life, I feel like ever since high school, you know, because we've been through so much shit in, in our in our fucking childhood 
experiences that, you know, um, all the bullshit, you know, the bad stuff, that's all we ever fucking knew. That was our escape uh, from our horrible reality uh, once we go home. So, yeah, we got into some pretty fucked up shit. We, we got involved with some pretty fucking bad people. And um, I was level-headed enough to see what my brother was going through and to say, yeah, I don't feel like I'm doing that. I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing, what's happening. My brother's in and out of jail. Eh. You know, so I was able to go ahead and detach myself from all of, all of those uh, um, things. Mind you, I got kicked out of five different school districts for some bullshit. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I wasn't I was not an angel. Let me tell you, I did. I did show um, I did express um, a lot of issues, you know, and um, it wasn't until after high school that I was able to actually, you know, put everything into perspective and be like, hey, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better because, you know, I want better, you know, and I was able to say that. And uh, and because I was able to say that I was I was uh, automatically set, you know, into this uh, plan of action that I had uh, written out. And uh, that's when I joined the military after, you know, trying for a couple of years to do some educational stuff. I wanted to do something with computers. I went to school for it and all this. I was doing great in, in college, but, you know, something told me it wasn't enough. I wanted to join the army. I got uh, fresh out of boot camp. I went straight to Iraq. That was my first deployment ever. And then from there, everything just, you know, whatever. We're not having that conversation. I'm just saying like that's the path that I chose because I chose to. Um, number one, I chose to forgive my father. I said, you know, something had to happen in his childhood experiences that, that made him believe that the way that he was treating us was okay. And it was normal. You get what I'm saying? So I, it, to me, there was no fucking way that another human being thought beating the crap out of their kids was okay. And it was normal. And that was, uh, that it was acceptable and all this shit. Like we, Come on, man. There was no fucking way. And I knew that. Like, I, I kept playing that in, in the back of my skull. Every time I got a fucking ass whipping, I real I, I was thinking to my, like, what is triggering him? What, what experience did he go through that made him do this to me? You know, and a lot of times where when he beat my fucking ass to a pulp, he would fucking stop at my bed. I was on the bottom bunk and he would sit at the edge of the bed crying his eyes out. You know, he kept on repeating, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you don't understand, you don't understand. But at no point in time would he ever fucking explain it. Like, I remember sometimes he would tell me, you know, oh, that we got it good. This was after a fucking ass whooping. I'm like, we got it good? What the fuck do you mean we got it good? I just got my ass handed to me. You just cracked that whole cane over my back. You know, like, what do you mean we got it good? Like, I couldn't comprehend it. But then the stories finally came out. He finally told us what, what, uh, how he was treated by his dad. And apparently it was worse. And I couldn't understand how anything could be worse than what we were dealing with. But apparently it was worse. And I felt bad. I felt the pain from his eyes. You know, I felt the pain from the stories and, and, uh, and everything else. Like it just, it hurt me. And because I learned those stories and because I, I knew now, I knew then, you know, what he was going through. You know, and I spoke to his siblings, too, just to, you know, confirm that that was the, the case. And it was. It was confirmed by all 10,000 of his brothers and sisters. And it was just like, man, I feel bad. So when I got into uh, my adult life and uh, I was able to, you know, put everything together and organize my thoughts, I said, you know, who am I to not forgive him? You know, like, who am I? 
And then, uh, and that brings me to now. However, comma, I just recently had a situation where, you know, I'm 33 years old and my father literally threatened my life not too long ago because he was sipping on that juice again. He got drunk. He had called me because I had my mom here in my house. You know, she came all the way down, you know, from Florida to visit us and, and my kids and stuff like that it was a big deal, you know, and um, me and my mom don't have the best relationship. Like we used to be, I used to consider her, you know, Dr. Evil <laughs> and, and, you know, we had our falling out, but we got back together like grown ass fucking adults and, uh, and we let things, you know, get buried the way that they should have been. We buried the hatchet and, and, uh, and I forgave and she forgave. And then we, you know, we, we have a relationship. We were able to do that. That's how, that's how adults handle shit, you know, normal people, right? But my father, on the other hand, we buried the hatchet. I forget. I lost count over a thousand fucking times. But this one, uh, just recently, um, the anger started to um, pour out into, uh, you know, my family's now subjected to the bullshit, right? So it's one thing if my wife is in the area and she hears him fucking threaten me. Oh, I'm like, okay, you know, two adults hearing it, that's fine. But now you're threatening me in front of my kids. That's where I draw the line because at no point in time, am I ever going to let my kids see me, their protector being threatened by anybody or anything. I am in charge of protecting them for the rest of their lives. If they ever see some shit like that and me not do anything about it, I lost. I lost all respect for myself and for everybody else. And I refused to, to have that happen to me. So I had, long story short, I had a falling out with my father. I told him how it is. And usually I, I stay filtered with my father because I know he has the, the same issues as me as far as anger management problems and all this other stuff. So I try to stay filtered to, as to not trigger him in certain ways. But at this time, I was just like, Fuck it. You know what? I'm going to tell you exactly how I fucking feel. And I don't give a fuck what you think. And I told him straight up. I'm like, you crossed the fucking line X, Y, and Z. And that's how I feel. What of it? And he was just like, no response. He was a mute. Ended up deleting his social media accounts. Didn't want to talk to me. I'm like, totally fine. I forgive him for what he said. Let me just make that clear right now. I forgive him for what he said, not because of the context of it, because I think the context was bullshit, but simply because of the fact that there was alcohol involved. Coming from somebody that used to abuse alcohol in the most craziest way, I know what alcohol can do to somebody. It'll make you say some nasty shit. And some might argue that the truth always comes out when there's alcohol. And that may be true. That may be true. However, comma, the other side of the spectrum is that you can't really talk to anybody that's under the influence. Just like somebody can't consent to sexual activities while intoxicated, it's the same way. You can't hold somebody's sentence or words to be of value 
if they're intoxicated, especially if they're overly intoxicated to the point where they're about to black out. And that's where I thought my father was during this time was that he was just so intoxicated that he lost full control. And, uh, and that's why he had said what he had to say and in a, in a, in a tone in which he said it too. And mind you, like I heard this from a second part. I didn't hear this from his lips. I heard it from somebody else. And the fact that I had to hear it from somebody else and not his lips made me more triggered because I'm like, motherfucker, if you got something to say that involves me or my children, you could say it to my fucking face. I gave you no reason to ever talk shit about me behind my back. Never have I ever lied to anybody. I always keep it real. You can ask my wife. I always keep it real with everybody. As hard as it may be for you to hear the truth coming out of my lips, I don't care about that. I want to make sure that I deliver the real and the raw to you because that's who I am. That's who I've always been since fucking middle school. Since I can remember, I've always been that honest person. Even if the truth hurts me, I will make sure that that, that is what you get from, from me. And my father fucking told me that I lied to him and he, he challenged me. And I was like, dude, there's no fucking way you're going to make me feel like I fucking lied to you. Because I don't lie to, to anybody. Anybody. I tried that lying game in elementary school and I didn't like it. I had a, it had a bad taste in my mouth. And I just, from that point on, I said, I don't like that. I tried to I remember I was in elementary school. I forget what grade I was in, but I tried to steal somebody's 101 Dalmatian sticker book. This was when sticker, sticker books were like fucking the shit back in the days. And, uh, I remember I got one, you know, I got one, but, uh, but my boy looked like he had no interest for it. He shoved it in his bag. So right before we left, I went to the cubby and I took his fucking sticker book. I was like, you know what? I, I need this more than he does. Fuck out of here. Put it in my bag. Got inspected. I got caught red handed and I felt like a fucking asshole. You know, and after that day, I was like, you know what? Why, why, why lie? Why lie? I try to play it off like, oh, his book must have grew a pair of legs and jumped in my bag or whatever the fuck I said. And after that day, I was like, you know what? What's the point of fucking lying anyway? You know, I wanted the fucking book. What are your questions? You know, that's how I that's how I fucking took it from that day forward. I will never lie. You ask me something, I will tell you the damn truth. And that's just it. So the fact that he tried to challenge that part of me fucking it ignited me and I fucking blew up. And to this day for right now, I do not talk to him, but I do forgive him because I do understand. I do understand what alcohol does to the human body. I'm not fucking stupid. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm like, you know, I'm not up to speed on that. I know because I had a fucking alcohol problem. I went through that. I know what it does. But it is so important for us to forgive those that are still here because life is short. Let's be honest. Life is way too fucking short to hold any kind of grudge towards anybody, especially family members. We do not have a lot of time on this planet to be holding grudges towards anybody and what i don't want anybody to go through is having lose somebody having to lose somebody especially a family member after having a falling out and then you beat yourself up every day after his or her death saying to yourself i should have forgave him i should have forgave her 
I should have done this. I should have done that. I feel like a dick. Now look at me. Because that's just another thing that we don't want to pile in. That's a brick of C4 that is way too big. You sometimes just don't have the capacity to just deal with that one brick, to be quite honest. And trust me, you may not have experienced it, but trust me when I tell you, it is really devastating to have that feeling, to have that thought in, in, in the back of your skull. The, I, I should have done this before this person passed, before this person took their life. A lot, of fucked up, a lot of fucked up shit can happen, man. And you don't want that on your conscience. You, you just don't. It ain't worth it. So, and I always think about it like this. I'm like, you know, if, if God could forgive, then who am I not to forgive? You know? Of course, there's a, there's a point in your life where you have to say, you know, don't let certain people in your life because, you know, they're harmful, they're toxic, they're fucking negative. Of course, that's normal. Like, I, you know, absolutely. I, I fucking agree with you on that. But if they're not all of that and, they, and it's just a one 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 time thing or whatever the case is, then just go ahead and forgive them. You know, take your time. Get, give yourself the space, the opportunity to kind of like, you know, organize your thoughts or whatever the case is. And then and then re, reassess the situation and try to try to forgive. Try it out. See if it feels good. And let me know. That's what I got for you today. I hope you guys are doing fucking awesome. Enjoy your weekends. And I'll talk to you next week.